Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Here we go. Friday. Friday. Come on. Good morning, good people. Welcome to A to Z Sports Live, presented by the Cochran Firm and Boston Scientific. We're streaming live on YouTube and Facebook, and of course, I am your host, Will Skywalker Steel. Boom! It's Friday night. Hey, man. It was only right. I was thinking about... What direction do I want to go into today? I said it's Friday. You had a bunch of wars going on. It's, it's Radio Row. It's the off season. Let's roll that TV back out, baby. Let's roll that TV back out. Look, we got to slow roll a lot of things, man. No more football talk in the sense of game to game. So we got to roll the TV out from time to time. And today's going to be a little different we got a little twist on today's uh feel good friend friday whatever you want to call it uh we'll have a wills will of fortune is how we will handle today so there'll be a bunch of topics on the will of fortune we'll spin it and we'll just talk about that and uh there's some cool things on there some fun things on there some fun topics some normal football topics but it will all surround mostly about what happened yesterday and then in the last few days in Cowboys Nation and NFL land. Um, and in the roundup, I think it was Landlord who brought it to my attention, the whole joystick thing from uh, Michael Lombardi. We'll talk. We'll take a listen to that and we'll have some fun with the roundup in regards to uh, Michael Lombardi down at Radio Row speaking with the G-Bag Nation about the Cowboys offensive coordinator situation and di- their direction. With that said, man, Happy Friday, Bomb Squad. Bomb Squad! <laughs> it, it wouldn't be a toxic Tom Downey comment without that. Will of misfortune. You know what? I ain't even mad at you, dog. I ain't even mad at you. But this is what the will of fortune will look like. Make sure. There we go. And we got a number of different topics. My favorite right there is phone a friend. So we'll see if we land on that. We might not do all of these. We may. We may not. We'll see what happens. Uh, you can call in if you'd like. Three five one nine 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 three seven eight seven. Uh, shouldn't be a particularly long show today. Uh, we'll try to have some fun with it, but but I don't foresee this being a two hour plus type of show. But if you want to call in and talk about whatever, it is Fan Friday. It's your day. We can do that, Cowboys Nation. All right. So, with that said, man, let's just jump straight into this because the yeah I saw the Kelly Clarkson. That was pretty interesting. The whole thing she had, the little get up she had on yesterday. Uh, last night at the award show was pretty cool. But let's get into the roundup because I want to talk about this, man. I thought this was hilarious by uh, Michael Lombardi. But here we go, Cowboys Nation. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. It is time for. It's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. 
There we go. Hey, yo. So landlord from Wakanda, a.k.a. Alabama. It's really not Wakanda. But <laughs> he called in yesterday. And he's like, hey, did you see Michael Lombardi's interview about, about Kellen Moore? And, and it was really a whole lot. There was the Tony Pollard situation he talked about, Ezekiel Elliott, Marty Schott. Marty, God, I gotta get, that's going to be tough to get out of. Brian Schottenheimer, Mike McCarthy, he, he said a lot of interesting things in that their interview. And, man, I could have I played like seven minutes worth of this thing, but I'm not. I'm just going to play the parts where he spoke on Joystick Boy talking about Kellen Moore and a little bit about utilizing the weapons. Now he he, he touches on Ezekiel Elliott. You kind of got to listen to exactly what he says because if you just take it without really listening, you'd be like, "Whoa, why would you throw the Zeke?" But just take a listen to Michael Lombardi speaking on one Kellen Moore and, and possibly the direction of the Cowboys' offense under. I said Marty again, Brian Schottenheimer, and Mike McCarthy. Yeah. You create matchup nightmares like that. That's how you have to think in personnel. You want players who have versatility. It's yeah. one of the frustrating things with me with joystick. I call Kellen Moore joystick is because I always <laughs> felt like he was playing joystick, playing Madden in his basement because he's got Zeke and he's got Pollard. He's got guys that you could really create different matchups and move them around and keep, stay in base and take advantage of the skill set. I've, I've said yeah. this for years about Zeke. I don't think Zeke's the same player he once was, but they should have gotten way more out of Zeke in the passing game than they ever did. Mm. Zeke was a better pass receiver. He should have been averaging 10 yards a catch, not five. Yeah, we thought he had that skill set coming out of college. That's a great point. Now, it's Michael Lombardi with us here on 105 Through the Fan. I love the Kellen Moore line. That thing was fantastic, calling Madden plays in his basement. So if the Cowboys upgraded now with Brian Schottenheimer at OC and Mike McCarthy going to call the plays. Yeah, well, I think here they, they've given themselves a personality, right? The thing about McCarthy is he's from the West Coast school, right? So he's 20 Bingo Cross, Z Flank Flair. He's from that era. Brian Schottenheimer's from the numerical system, the 496. He's from the Sid Gilman system of football. and But they've worked together because of Marty, the father, right? That, that's how Mike got started, working for Marty. So they've kind of had this unison. So they see the game, even though the terminology is different, they see the game through the same eyes. And I think they'll be have a better way of communicating that. they got to take advantage of of their skill players, and, and they have to. Like, to me, the, the most disappointing part of the Cowboys season was when they went on the field at 3.08 to go in the fourth quarter, yeah. down down seven, right? They go on the field, and he calls three straight passes. When you know you can't punt there, yeah. you can't punt there because they have the best guy in the country in the, in the National Football League of pinning you inside the 20. Right. Okay? So even though you have three timeouts, they're meaningless because if you, if you punt there, you use your timeouts, you're going to get the ball back inside the 18. You're going to get the ball inside the 15. So now you're going to have to go 90 yards with no timeouts. To me, that's situational football. That's somebody who understands the whole game. Okay, if I would have been the head coach, I would have told Joystick, Look, we need to get positive yards on first down. We need to get – this is what we need to do. Like, we're not punting here, just so you know. Yeah. I don't want three incomplete passes. I want something. We're going to get a six yards. We're going to have four. We're going to move the sticks here. But, you know, naturally, Joysticks, he's got his play sheet. He's just calling plays in the basement. With a straight face, this man <laughs> continues to call him Joystick. 
Yo, Michael Lombardi with a savage interview right there. And he's not even trying to be savage, right? Right. But I just find it hilarious that he calls him joystick and he's and he's not playing with y'all. He's not this ain't a joke, man. He's he's out there just with his little play sheet, just calling plays. And we've been saying that for 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 quite some time. You know? And we're just fans and YouTubers and the like. And, and if we could see that, what make you think people that have been in the NFL can't see it? But we get called crazy. We're not crazy. That's that's what was happening out there. Now, he said some things that, that I love there, talking about taking advantage of your skill players. How many times did we come on here and talk about utilizing Tony Pollard in, in a way where you're getting a mismatch with these guys? He brought up Ezekiel Elliott, and he's right in this part. If you're going, And he talked about this with Tony Pollard, right? I'm going to bring this all back to Ezekiel Elliott. He asked him about paying Tony Pollard. He said, well, he's a weapon. And, and you can use them in the passing game. What is it? He said, what is the, the, the tag? $10 million? Absolutely. And that's what I've been saying all along. If you're going to bring him back on a $10 million tag or an expensive court, uh, running back tag, it has to be because you're utilizing him as a dual threat guy. And he said the mistake that Dallas made was when they signed Ezekiel Elliott, they did not continue to utilize him in the passing game. Now that's obsolete. He's not a pass-catching guy. At the time, though, we saw him absolutely crush those screens, and he came out of Ohio State being a guy that can catch the ball out the backfield. So this all kind of comes back together because they're looking to pay Tony Pollard now. If they're not going to do that with TP, which this is a different offensive scheme now, right? Then there's no point in even remotely thinking about it. But if they're going to utilize him in that manner, now we're talking about something different. The Austin Ecklers, the Alvin Kamara's, the CMC's of the world. But, I mean, I thought it was hilarious. Called my man Joystick. And uh, if you want to go listen to the whole thing, you can on 105 Through the Fans YouTube page. It's about a 12-minute interview. He talks about Jason Garrett. Calls him the clapper. <laughs> Yo. Lombardi. Lombardi was just throwing out so many Where's my, where's my button? Just loaded the clip on a couple dudes. But it was, a, it was a very interesting conversation. And some of those guys there do not like certain players uh, on this team. And they, were just, they just had to take it. Uh, and I loved it, to be completely honest with you. But insightful interview. I don't even know if insightful. We've been saying the same damn things here on this channel. But it just goes to show you other people see what we're seeing out there. Cowboys Nation. Joystick hilarious uh let's see what y'all saying in the chat about that uh this just shows how smart uh, how smart is zeke when was okay how smart zeke was when he signed his contract oh 100 texas d i think when zeke and we talked about this in 2019 when i just came on the scene of youtube with uh big game james i was kind of getting a little bit of pushback because i i was saying look i'm gonna speak for both sides here I get why Dallas is trying to not sign him right now, but I also get why Zeke is trying to get it. Zeke sees this new Kellen Moore guy coming in here. He ain't Scott Linehan. They want to throw the ball, right? And he's also been used the last three years a lot. He's not going to increase. He's going to decrease in regards to how he is because that's the style of running back he is, right? His, his play, I mean. So Zeke said, no, nah, I need to get my money now. It's my money. I want it now. So I didn't blame Zeke for that. But I also didn't blame the front office for playing hardball and trying not to pay that money. But they caved. 
they got scared and they caved and they, they, they shouldn't have caved at that time. But absolutely, you know, he was smart for doing that. His people were smart. Uh, Toxic said Lombardi showing you the problem is much bigger than the players. The organization is rotten from the top. Um, you know, we know we need to get a Captain Obvious gift. Anytime I say something that's Captain Obvious or y'all say something that's Captain Obvious, we need a Captain Obvious gift. 100%. It's, it's, a, it's an organizational problem from the top to bottom, for sure. Joystick. <laughs> no, 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 Joe T. Joe T. Joystick does not sound like that at all <laughs> yes Lombardi was a GM in the league I believe with the Browns maybe the Texans or something like that so over it said I hate when they waste players years uh you love Zeke yeah yeah the Cowboys been doing that for quite some time right Ban said I imagine Zeke might have lasted longer had he sent lasted longer had we sent him on passing versus pounding him down the middle hey that that could be because you know we get those swing passes usually you're already out there um, on the boundary around the sideline, he just run out of bounds as opposed to you know taking all those hits. But you know Zeke, I don't know if Zeke helped himself during those years. I mean, the other thing that I was saying about the Cowboys during that time was like Zeke's off-field situation was questionable too. And I'm not even just talking about what happened, you know, coming into the league, but he was doing other things that were questionable. Zeke has matured. He tell you I, I, I've matured. So there was that was that too, and and the league has said one more thing, and you're not suspended, you're kicked out the league. So it was a lot going on at that time, for sure. Jay Lombardi said, "Rest in peace to Austin Eckler's 25 carries." Honestly, it might be rest in peace to Austin Eckler's catches. You know, unless he goes to la and he changes up everything that he's done but but he doesn't he's not a guy that's going to throw the ball to, to one running back a whole lot that's not part of his plan whereas the west coast again we always make it's kind of a joke but it's not it's check down or touchdown type of situation you already calling in on the phone line so here's what we'll do well yeah zeke had that incident khy right like the one we talked you know the, the allegations or whatever where girl was lying that whole thing i don't want to go back into that uh, but he also had the Mardi Gras thing. Uh, there was a couple other instances, not super public. But, but Zeke was a bit of an issue off the field. I don't know if you remember the whole. I don't know if you was here for the late night hype days, but we had uh, <laughs> we had Lucky Whitehead on. That was funny, too. But it was there was a lot going on, man. It was just a lot going on leading up to that off the field. And the, the league sent him that letter and said, you got one more time, bruh, and you're done. So it, was, it wasn't as cut and dry as signed as he really. It wasn't. Well, here's what we'll do. Let's, let's go to the wheel. Let's hit the wheel for the first time. Um, let's see what it lands on. And then we'll get to the phone lines after that. So here we go, Cowboys Nation. The very first Will's Will of Fortune spin. And NFL awards. Did anybody get a chance to check out the NFL awards last night? I think they got a lot of these right, Cowboys Nation. A lot of these were right here. And of course, starting off with the NFL MVP, Patrick 
Mahomes. Listen, Eagle fans, if you happen to be in here, because we know how y'all are, y'all just pop into these rival chats and and, and for what? I don't know. But if y'all have y'all happen to be in here, this was correct. He was the MVP the whole way through. This is no knock on Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is a fantastic player. He's a good dude. Um, many teams would love to have Jalen Hurts. I thought it was always crazy that the media, I feel like the media was doing this too, was trying to push this man into this stratosphere of Patrick Mahomes. It, it's bonkers. But I get it. They were winning. He was scoring a bunch of rushing touchdowns. Their, their scheme was getting big plays. You know, it looked pretty for the most part. But make no mistake about it. This is the best football player in the national. And it ain't even close. Like Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback, and I don't even think it's remotely close. You lose this Tyreek Hill, still throw. He has the most total yards in NFL history, more touchdowns than, than Hurts and whoever else, more yards, another 5,000-yard season. We only got to talk about the postseason, just the regular season. Gets the number one overall seed, all of that good stuff. I mean, Eagle fans, I think, would even tell you if they remove their, you know, I say remove the Eagle fan hat or remove the Cowboy hat, remove all the hats. Yeah, man, he the best He the best quarterback. Not only was he the best quarterback, he had the best numbers. So I never understood this whole fight of trying to put this, this Jalen Hurts in this category of Patrick Mahomes. Stop it. So Jalen Hurts got a vote. And Josh Allen got a vote, but this should have been unanimous. Easy. There's your MVP right there, man. There's your MVP. A- MVP. And I don't even want to go that far, Chris, because that might offend some people, right? You call him overrated. I hate that word overrated, right? Uh, because I do think he is is important to that team. And we saw it when he wasn't in there, right? Like he was valuable to that team. He is a good player. Is he being helped? Absolutely, he's being helped. I say this all the time. Pat might be the only dude that don't need that type of help. He might be. Seriously. Everybody else need that type of help, if we're being completely honest. Let's get to the rest of the list. Uh, See how you feel about it. Uh, AP Coach of the Year was Brian Dable. Have no problems with that. These dudes had no business in the playoffs. Dable came over with his new scheme, with his new attitude, Turn that franchise around right away. Uh, I said this w- when I went back and was looking on some shows with Vach. I said this on Vach's show. Uh, I expected the Giants, when they hired the Wink Martindales, the Joe Sheens, the Brian Dables, I came on this show and said, man, these are fantastic hires. They're going to be good in a couple of years. I didn't expect it to be right now. They were a competitive team. They won a whole bunch of one-possession games. They had no business in the playoffs and eventually showed after they won a playoff game but they got there, and he deserved Coach of the Year. I have no problem giving Dable the Coach of the Year at all. He did a fantastic job in uh, New York, and now they got a decision to make. They got a decision to make. This ain't talking Giants. I'm not going to go there with the with the Daniel Jones thing. But me, I feel like if they if they actually get a cue that Dable wants, I think they'd be fine. Uh, comeback Player of the Year, Geno Smith. Don't think I have a problem with that. I know a lot of people have an issue with the comeback player of the year being a guy that got injured or a guy that, like Gino. Gino, I don't believe was injured. He just, he just ain't, he wasn't that good. Um, I'm not really sure who they would go with injury-wise um, this year. I can't, off the top of my head, I can't think of it. 
But maybe they do need to separate that comeback player of the year from injury and comeback player or most improved player. I think they need to add that a most improved player. But uh, I love the line that he said. Y'all remember the line Geno Smith said the whole what he say? Something about they're writing. They're writing. What did he say, y'all? Somebody give me the line that Geno Smith, Geno Smith said about. But I ain't writing back. They're writing me off, but I ain't, but I ain't writing back. Love that line. Love that line. And, and I'm actually uh, happy for Geno Smith because I, I never disliked Geno. He always was a backup type of guy to me. But just his story is is, is pretty cool to see him have this success uh, and stick around. You kind of forget he's been around for a long, long time. Uh, but yes, King Element. They need a most improved player. Because Geno wasn't hurt last year. He's just probably the most improved. Offensive player of the year, Justin Jefferson. No issues with that. You could have maybe argued uh, Josh Jacobs. You could have argued one of the quarterbacks. But Justin Jefferson damn near broke the record. Uh, Again, just he's like, I don't want to call him a baby Moss. But in regards to just breaking these records, like Moss just every year just seemed to break another record, break another record. And ironically, plays for the Vikings. But Justin Jefferson, one of those dudes. And it could be, it could be because, of, you know, he's getting the ball in that scheme. But it doesn't matter. He's producing and he's a beast. He's one of, if not the best wide receiver in the league. Top five, top three. Wherever you want to put him, he one of them. Offensive rookie and defensive rookie of the year. This was kind of cool. The Jets goes to show you exactly how well they drafted last year. And I think a lot of us coming out of that draft said, hey, yo, the Jets got some boys. And they got Jermaine Johnson later, too. But Garrett Wilson wins Rookie of the Year. Sauce Gardner wins uh, Defensive Rookie of the Year. Well-deserved for both of those dudes. They got some cornerstone guys, man. Cornerstone guys on both sides of the ball. They just need a quarterback. They just need a quarterback. And I'm not talking about getting Aaron Rodgers. They, they need to find a way to get a guy that they can, can, can mold into their own. Because that's usually how this works. Either you're going to do the Aaron Rodgers thing. Now you got to spend a whole bunch of money and try to win right away. Or get you a guy to to mold for the future. Defensive player of the year, Nick Bosa. Michael Parsons should have won it. Michael Parsons is a better defensive player. Yeah, Nick had more sacks. And that's usually what's going to do it. That pissed me off a little bit. Micah, Micah should have got defensive player. But it's cool. Put that chip on his shoulder. He'll come back next year. I'm not even going to go in on it. Um... Let's see. I'm gonna save one for a reason because he's on he's on the wheel. And that's about it right now. FedEx Air and Ground Players of the Year, Joe Burrow, Josh Jacobs, and then they got some other ones like assistant coach of the year, D'Amico Ryan's angry run of the year, Damian Pierce, and things like that. Uh and service salute to service uh, award went to Ron Rivera. And we'll leave it at that. There are others. Another award we'll get to Cowboys Nation on the wheel. If not, we'll just talk about it ourselves. So with that said, first one out the way on the wheel. Let's hit the horn real quick. Hit the Pulse of the Nation hotline presented by the Cochran Firm. Sounds like my guy Michael Irvin might have hit up the Cochran Firm because he just put a $100 million lawsuit on the Marriott. If he didn't, he should because Larry and Brian down at the Cochran Firm, have been representing and fighting and winning for the Dallas-Fort Worth in Houston area since 2005. Whether it be a case like that, a personal injury case, fraud, automobile accident, whatever, you name it, they got you covered. 
Give them a call at 1-800-THE-FIRM or schedule your free consultation today at CochranTexas.com. I want to holler at Coach Marv. I'm pretty sure you're going to want to talk about what Michael Lombardi had to say about Joystick Kellen. Hey, man. Good morning. Good morning, Coach. Been saying. There you go. Huh? You was breaking up a little bit. You've been saying what I. Huh? You were breaking up a little bit, but you're good. You're good now, brother. You're good now. Yeah, Michael Barnes has been saying what I've been saying for the the longest about these, these, uh, I call them PlayStation, uh, PlayStation coaches. Um, and you know something? Kelly went to a fit. I had that problem with the San Diego. I mean, the, I saw saying San Diego. The uh, the Chargers coach. Yeah, he he's that same way. I think he lost some games with them uh, two years ago because his we gonna go for on fourth down. We're not oh, gonna yeah. kick the field goal. Brandon um, Staley is Mister Analytics. Right. He's he's him and Kellen Moore are gonna love each other with this analytics and. And, 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 and kind of wacky stuff. So that'll be interesting to see. You're going to get Brandon Staley making a boneheaded call on Kellen Moore doing a ch- double, triple annexation of Puerto Rico reverse on his 20. Yeah. Right. And they, they and you look at uh, the charges, there was reports, if you look at their, their season, um, they had problems when they didn't run the football at all or had attempt to run the, run the ball at all. They they struggled, but when they had a, a some resemblance of a run game with Eckler as well as the pass receiver, they were productive. And when they took away the running game from the quarterback because he got kind of hurt, they they struggled. So and that's how you lose big time leads like they had in the in the playoffs because you didn't you didn't have no clock management of trying to control the, control the tempo of the game. Yeah, ain't, ain't no way, way ain't no way you lose a twenty seven nothing lead, bro. Like like that's that's just ridiculous. Right, and and those type of coaches, um, with that, the not knowing the game and not knowing how to control the game. I think the first time I made my uh, uh, on the scene thing with y- uh, with the YouTube Nation um, back two years ago, that was my concern when I first talked to um, Boss Cowboy, and I was on his show about uh, the running of the ball. That was my first thing that I had a problem with Kellen Moore was yeah. that did he know how to control a football game as from the coordinator position. And that's how to control the tempo, how to make sure that your players are uh, being fed in their, in their, in their skill set and how you control the tempo of a game. And that is very important to the, the type of football game. Coach, you're breaking up a bit. Okay. Yeah. Try, try to come back in, Coach. I'm breaking up a bit. Yeah, I'm gonna get yeah, yeah. Call back in, Coach. Let's get four six nine on the horn. What's up, four six nine? Hey, how's it going? Uh, it's Austin. What's uh, up, Austin? I a couple weeks ago, but... yeah. Well, Patrick Mahomes is getting an MVP award. Our quarterback wants to show his face after that crappy performance and get his little man of the year award. Yeah, I'm just, I'm done with Dak Prescott. I mean, I'm just trying to get him, give him the benefit of the doubt. But, Is it me? You know, he makes some news with the, with the, the new girl friend from LSU and then now going up 
there with, you know, with his man of the year award, like he did something this year. I get the off the, the field stuff. Yeah, it's awesome. This and that. Go get us a Super Bowl. Okay, go grind in go. silence. Get your butt in the film room. I don't want to see your face till the to the season I'm starts. You I'm just I'm, I'm sick of him. I and mean, then all these commercials. He's some. He's literally on every commercial. It's like the guy has not won anything. Like I don't understand it. But if they need no, to, no, I'm not really up conversation. I, I, I want to go in for sure. So you want a quarterback competition? All right. So you don't like Dak Prescott? You're done with Dak Prescott? But what does that have to do with you being upset that he won Man of the War for a off-field, you know, achievement for his Faith Fight Finish organization that honors his mother and people that are suffering from mental illness, depression, and other things in their life. Because there are a lot of people like you that I saw on Twitter and social media that said these exact damn same things. I don't care about none of that. Go win us a Super Bowl. The Man of the Year award has nothing to do with that. Do you not care about actual football human beings outside of the field? You don't care about like actual human, like them, they're no, humans. I, I get it, but here's the you thing. don't get it because you I'm said that you I, don't I, care about it. No, because I feel like we've. Here's the thing: I feel like Dak gets a pass because we've fallen in love with. No, the no, story no, no, sir. We don't that. care. We don't care about the on-field thing. I'm asking you about about what he has done for many people off the field that you are basically scoffing at. Because of your disappointment on the field, why 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 does like, that why does that affect him as a I person? Just feel, I just feel like I'm not saying that I'm I, I'm saying like I understand the the whole organization and I'm with that, but I don't think it's the right time to be showing your face. And oh, I would have just pulled out oh. that award. Oh, That's okay. So you're you're basically saying because he lost in the playoffs. Forget everything else that you know. His normal life that he has a life off the field. He needs to go back in the in the, in the room and study in the film. Even though he is known as the hardest worker on the football team, and it's not even remotely close, though, right? Like you but, keep you keep saying you don't want to see his face until the season. But do you understand that he is the type of guy that will do exactly that? He will go in and study and things like that. Or you don't care about these players having lives off the field. Well, it definitely hasn't shown because he's, he's, he's and you brought up his girlfriend. I guess he has a new. He he didn't come out and say, "Hey, y'all, I got a new girlfriend." Somebody leaked that he has a new girl or something like that. But so you're upset with him. This is my issue with people that are upset with Dak Prescott on the field. Let's leave it on the field. Like, why, why are we, we we bringing up you know his faith fight finish and his his relationship off the field and commercials? You're mad that the man is getting paid, getting some money off the field in a country that allows that. Because of your frustrations on the field, I really, I really, I really want to know because I don't get a chance to talk to these many people. A lot of these type of people are on Twitter. I want to know, like, what is the core in you? Like, tell me the exact reason why you don't like this man as a total person. Because it sounds like you just are done with the dude in general. Is it because of football? I like I like him as a person. I like how he represents the franchise. He's very professional. You'd want a guy like that, but I'm saying talent-wise, because you don't see Brady do. I mean, you know, besides the year he came to Tampa Bay, that first year they did those commercials with him and Gronkowski. But it's like, you know, Brady kind of stays out of the spotlight when it comes to all that. His main gotcha. focus is football. Football. He takes oh, less money, man. so you can get better players to come in. 
Dak, Dak uh, fleeced us and his agent with that. He demanded all this money, and then it's like, okay, if that's all you, let's see if this is all you because, gotcha. you know, so, we, we, we gave you – we had Cooper. We had Gallup. We had Cedric Wilson. He didn't do anything with that talent. He didn't Could do anything. What do you mean he didn't, whoa, 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 do, you mean he didn't do anything? He had one of the most productive seasons in Cowboy franchise history with those guys. Now, he didn't win a playoff game. Okay, they didn't what win did, we, they what did we do with the Right, but don't say he didn't do anything. They didn't win the Super Bowl. They didn't beat the the, the San Francisco 49ers in the playoffs. They didn't playoffs. win the big game. Right. They didn't win the Super Bowl or anything with that. But don't say he didn't do anything. And don't put it all on one player, dude. Like, don't do that. You Listen, you're talking about. No, I'm you're not going to say it was all on you, him, but you also have to carry. you got to carry some of yes, the load when you get absolutely. paid. Absolutely. But, but here's the thing. Money. Here's the thing. You're bringing up his money. Let me ask you something. What did the Cowboys do with Dak, with, with Dak Prescott was playing? on a rookie contract for four seasons with that money. Go. They made two playoffs. No, 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 sir, sir. You said he's getting paid all that money, you know, and so so essentially they're going to be cap-strapped to him, right? If you're complaining about his money, you're saying that they can't use that money to do anything else. What did they do when he was playing for peanuts on a rookie deal to make this team better? Yeah, I would say that fourth that fourth year of the 2019, they did have Cobb and and Cooper and Gallup. They did have a good team. That was a very talented team. Oh now, yeah, I will I'm say Jalen Smith. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not Jaylen saying Smith the, wasn't that good after he got paid, but yeah, they had okay. they put talent around them. Now the the Pollard stuff, I feel like that was more Jerry Jones wanting to get the most out of. Ezekiel Elliott. He paid Zeke. He wants he wants Zeke to get the majority of the carries, and that's where with the Kellen Moore stuff, I get it. I don't think he was the best coordinator, but he did go four and one with Cooper Rush. And on top of that, watch what he does with uh, Justin Herbert with the Chargers. They're going to light it up, and he's going to finally I mean, have a quarterback that can make all the throws. They they lit it up here, like the numbers the, the numbers are off the chain with Dak Prescott that's and Kellen Moore. I mean, so, gotta give so, Kellen Moore some credit. No, 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 no. I mean, you listen to the show. My issue with Kellen Moore is not that he can't put up numbers. I don't know if you. I had this conversation yesterday. The variances are extremely too high and too low. There's never really nothing in the middle. Either we are just absolutely on fire that day, or we look like shit that day. Like we don't because because we don't have an identity. So if we're not yeah, hitting, yeah, and I said that the last time. Yeah, yeah. If we're not hitting at this high level. Nine times out of ten, you're looking at a, a porous output on, on offense. And he doesn't do well with situational play calling. And you listen to what Michael Lombardi said um, and all that stuff. There are some issues there. Yeah, and I and I heard that too. He talked about that last drive going, throwing the ball three times. Well, damn, Zeke could get – Zeke was getting like one and a half, like 1.2 yards to carry that game. I don't blame uh, Kellen for, for uh, throwing the ball, you know, the, the – the first three downs, and then we went, you know, three and out. But how about the fact that he drawed up a play for, for Michael Gallup, he's wide open, and Dak misses him. Or, he, you know, when he missed uh, T.Y. Hilton wide open when he threw the, the lamb. That's not Kellen Moore's fault. I think uh, the quarterback has some, you know. Yeah, and Michael Lombardi said that in, in the interview. He said he's not dissolving Dak Prescott of his play but I'm not throwing three passes in a row like they threw. They threw three drop-back deep shots or deep hooks, deep curls, as opposed to getting something easy. 
I don't know how often you watch this show, but the the, the buzzword here is easy buttons. The, those are times where you need to get an easy button. There's situational football. It's, it's do or die here, and we're going to throw out a curl route, curl routes for your season. You know? Like, that's just situational play calling I can't get behind, which is why I'm glad he's gone. Well, and that, here's to, from two. I don't think In the West Coast offense What? Why? I don't think it suits him. I think he needs more of, like, a re-option, like, Jalen Hurts-type offense. And maybe there's, yeah. there's two sides. Maybe Dak's the one pushing for, hey, I want to throw the ball more because he thinks he's, uh, you know. That, that not a chance a in hell. Did you not hear your coordinator come out? After the game and say, with Cooper Rush, by the way, I wanted to throw every bone in my body wanted to throw the ball every play. But I'm learning and I'm growing. Dak Prescott ain't the one pushing a button to throw the ball 45 times. He's a quarterback. You think he's going to complain about? Yeah, he does. They do say he he does check out of a lot of plays. Every single player, every quarterback checks in and out of plays, my man. Good times and bad. Like It works and sometimes it doesn't. That's... These, 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 I don't know what you want to call them. Statements ex- seem extremely lazy. Like, you know, every quarterback goes to the line of scrimmage and they audible. That, that's not new. What we're talking about is the actual game plans to some of these teams where I have the issue. But look, Austin, I, well, I, I got to get okay, to other so, people. We're uh, talking circles, yeah, Austin. Right. Try to call in Monday if you want to continue yeah, yeah, this conversation, for- brother. <laughs> I got you, brother. Thank you. Austin said, forget about the faith fight finish. See, I'm glad I got one of these on the phone because I've been seeing it. And that's why if you go look at the actual board, let me see here. I had Dak Prescott man of the year. I only have that up there because of the backlash that I have been, I had been seeing on social media and it's exactly what he did. So we don't even really got to go there. I just gave my whole explanation on the Dak Prescott man of the year thing. There's so many people upset with the quarterback that the things that they are saying about the man are disgusting. Y'all couldn't hear everything because it was breaking up a little bit. And I tried to, to touch on what I could, but the start of your call was disgusting. You brought up his, a, a, a rumor, by the way, of a woman that he's seeing. You completely disrespected his foundation. You told him to keep his head in the sands, in the sand. You don't want to see his face. Study more. What you really want to say, Austin? That's what I really want to know. What do you really want to say? Don't even sugarcoat it. Maybe you can hit me up on Twitter. Hit me up in the DMs. I won't air you out. You can tell me exactly what you really mean and what you really want to say. Because if a if a player is making you feel that upset about his personal life, a player who is known to work harder than anyone in the organization, something else got to be going on. Something else has got to be going on, Austin. So hit me up on Twitter, man. Let me know what's really going on. Let me hit this button. Let's get to the next. Uh, I'm gonna. There we go. And look what it's going to land on. Oh, it didn't. It didn't. Okay. Cowboys 
Hall of Fame. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys got two guys in the Hall of Fame, two legends, DeMarcus Ware, Chuck Howard. And I'm going to let DeMarcus Ware finish because he deserved it. He should have been in last year without a shadow of a doubt. He was the first ballot to me. And I thought it was pretty cool the video that they showed with Jerry Jones presenting, surprising DeMarcus Ware in the Hall of Fame. So second ballot Hall of Fame. Chuck Howley, the senior, I think it's a senior award that would have you to get in. I'm going to let y'all finish. But what they doing to Darren Woodson is ridiculous. It's it's it already was out of hand. But this is this is ridiculous now. John Lynch, Rondé Barber, Leroy Butler. What are we doing? Not a five-time Pro Bowler, three-time All-Pro, three-time Super Bowl champion, all-time leading tackler. For, a, for an organization like the Dallas Cowboys. One of the key core players during that rock. Or, or key core players a rock of the defense during that run in the 90s. One of the most versatile players of the 90s. A guy that could do linebacker things. A guy that could cover in a slot. A guy that could play free safety. A guy that could take your head off. He's not one of the best safeties ever played this game. And maybe I'm a little bit biased. Darren Woodson is my favorite defensive player of all time. Growing up, I wanted to play like Darren Woodson. I played safety. Professor always makes a joke about this. I, I, I like safeties. Like safeties is one of my favorite positions in football. Obviously, because I played it. But to see Woody not in there and see John Lynch in there, Leroy Butler, I would love to know. I would love to be a fly on the wall. Why? Why he's not in there? What is it? What are you trying to tell us? Here? It can't be a Cowboys bias because you put D. Ware in. So I don't know. I'm going to let you finish, D. Ware. Salute. You deserved it. But I was a little bit more upset that Darren Woodson didn't get in, man. That's all. All right. So we got Coach Marv back. Let's hey, see if we can. You hear me better now? Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, you were. You, you, yeah, the other, the other conversation was cracking up too, so I have to know. Yeah. But um, let me tell you something. Uh, quick, quick with that. You handled it the best professional way you can handle that, and I think that was a a great uh conversation and reply by you uh, asking the tough questions about their feelings on air so they can and you got exactly the response. I thought <laughs> I don't know what to say type thing. Yeah. So you you got the response that that really has no this is a little, no validity about how good a, a quarterback or a person Dak Prescott is is this um, just built off other stuff. And trust me, so Austin was PG compared to the things that I've been seeing on social media. Oh yeah, I, I could I could imagine that I could imagine that, but you know, I, it, it is what it is, and. It, it, it speaks on the, the, these three quick topics I want to talk about. Yeah. And one of them is about Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott is still living off. Well, I can't say, but I will say he's living off the fact that he was drafted in the fourth round. And if he was a first-round draft pick, somewhere they wouldn't be giving him all this, this grief that they're giving him because they still feel about his draft status. 
that's why Tom Brady kept that chip on his shoulder because he had never wanted no one to come back because he was waiting on them to come back to say, oh, he, you know, yeah, he's playing bad because he was a six-round draft pick. And But I can't say that with Dak Prescott, but I've been around long enough as a Cowboy fan to understand that every Cowboy quarterback, when they don't, when they don't win, they get a whole lot of grief. Um, from the Starbacks to the Aikmans when he was before he won his championships to the Romos to the Dak Prescott. So it, it is what it is. The teams win championships, not quarterbacks. That you um, know, that I think that's going out the window now. Um and it sucks because I've been <laughs> I've been saying this for you well well before Dak Prescott. You know? Uh, there's only a handful of dudes that are gonna do this thing by themselves. From top to bottom, you you need to be on point or you just need to get lucky if you're not going to be an org- organizationally on the same page uh, and, and collectively putting together, you know, from GM to coaches to players, a championship organization, you got to get lucky one of those years. But it's it's all yeah, it's yeah. quarterback or bust in this league now uh, in regards to the, the way fans think, and that's just the way it is. Yeah, and it it'll be, it'll be real. It's crazy, this guy, to understand that we're paying uh, 57 Super Bowls, this uh, Super Bowl 57, but only 64 different quarterbacks have made the Super Bowls. That's winning or losing. That's it. <laughs> so that's it. 64 quarterbacks, starting quarterbacks, that are made to the Super Bowl. And yeah. that's on winning and losing teams. So it's been a lot of repeat hey, brother, performance guys if, in the Super Bowl. If but we, anyway, if we don't change one other up, thing on that. One, one more, then you can go ahead. Huh? If we don't change up what we do organizationally, then this this the next quarterback going to suffer the same damn fate. Depending depending on certain other aspects of it, it could be worse or it could be a little bit softer. But go ahead. What's your, what's your, what, right. what, what was you trying to finish uh, when you called in earlier? Yeah. Uh, it's one thing that you – and I know you're doing your wheel thing, but I'm going to get ahead of that because I see you got one on there about Kelsey. Uh, <laughs> Kelsey and Ferguson. Okay. All right. I would say Still again. Still my thunder. All we, right. We we watch film. You watch film. We seen our young tight ends and the potential that they have that didn't get opportunity didn't get a vast amount of opportunity. But when they did get the opportunity, yeah, they may have had a hiccup in there, but we saw the blocking, we saw the athleticism. If we want to uh, get weapons and if we want to add weapons to this team, we it's going you're gonna have to give some and 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 get something. We can save money at tight end and probably be just as good or better at tight end. I understand we, you know, we can let Schultz walk. I'm not uh, saying Schultz not a good player, but for this offense, we better be be served with Ferguson and Henderson. I believe that they are, the athleticism is good, and when you have a great that's playing now, speak of a person by name, they see stuff that we have been seeing. On film, we can save money there, and we can use that money to keep Tony Pollard. Because if C.D. Lamb says he wants weapons, you don't let weapons get out the door. If you got a weapon like Tony Pollard, keep Tony Pollard because that is a weapon. But you may have to to say, I'm going to get these these young tight ends that are going to uh, prosper. I can't uh, hinder their development because they're probably going to be very good. And I don't want to see a case like with Jason Witten. I love Jason Witten, but we let a guy like Bennett get out the door that 
that turned into be an all pro at Chicago. Because I don't, I don't think, I don't think Schultz is coming back. I don't think you got to get too, too, too much emotion put in, yeah. put into that. They, they drafted Schultz replacement. Right. If they were going to bring Schultz back, I think he would have got a contract extension, um, not a franchise tag. Uh, and I'll definitely speak on the the the, the Jake Ferguson Kelsey thing if I land yeah, on it. Yeah. yeah, but that's a that's a that's a key. And I think these guys, these Ferguson and Hendershot, will be much better in this yak yard, uh, yak yard offense of the West Coast because they'll be able to make their athleticism to be able to get yak. And I think that would be a great addition to let these guys go ahead and develop and be our starting tight ends. All right, coach. Just I'll, wanted to say uh, that guy. Yeah, I'll touch on I'll touch on that whenever I land on it. I got you. Great job, man. Great way of handling that, man. Keep on doing what you're doing, brother. Appreciate you, coach. Let's get uh set it off. Chris is here. I know he over there fuming. Good morning, bro. Good morning, family. Hold on, yo, hold on, do me a favor. Do me, a, do, do me a favor. I don't know if you got me on speaker or not, but um, try to take me off speaker or okay. or or whatever, because I can't hear you real good. Okay, okay. Oh, shoot, I'm, I'm rolling. I'm dropping. Hey, man, hey, listen. All, all I'm going to say, bro, is that you handled that situation with my man with utmost class. You know, you really couldn't hear, you couldn't, you can't really hear me, but you really couldn't hear him because he was downstairs in his mama's basement. With his white, tidy whities and his Romo jersey on. Don't I'm going to fall back. I'm I got you. Right. I got you and, now. I can yeah. hear you better. I can hear you better okay, now. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I, I just, I just, for him to just sit there and say that that man needs to duck his head in the sand, I want everyone to realize you couldn't get Romo to work in the offseason because hmm. he wanted to go play golf. Hmm. You couldn't get him to come in in shape or come and work out with guys. Because Tony said when it was football season, it was football season, and he wanted to go. So, you know, you want to pinpoint, get your goddamn hands out of that man's pocket. Get your man's hands out of that man's pocket. Because nobody had a problem where Tony was the highest-paid quarterback for like two or three weeks and turned around and didn't, and didn't perform in the playoffs and missed people and threw interceptions. But you got a problem with this guy. Got a faith, faith fight finish. Charity organization talking about mental health, talking about dealing with so much. This brother lost his mama and his brother. You got the damn audacity to get on the da- get on anywhere and talk bad about that, man. Man, get your goofy ass out of here with that, man. I, 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 can't, stand, I can't stand these 80% of these goddamn cowboys, man, who want to sit up and say, oh, because he didn't do this, and oh, he need to go do this, or he gonna need to go do that. You don't do that in your own personal life. So how the hell are you gonna tell that man to go do something? That guy got a whole yard. He got his wide receivers out there working with him. He out there working his ass off. He a three star goddamn recruit, and he'd have made it to the highest pinnacle of NFL football. Understand, people? Seven percent of the kids that play daggum public high school football get to go play Division One football, and then it goes even less than that to go to the NFL. So for you to sit your ass up here and talk about that man like that, man, that is infuriating to me, man. That is absolutely just just asinine for the most part. And I'm going to just get out of here, man. Listen, man, the hate for the Dallas Cowboys and the voters and the sports writers is unprecedented. You being from Harrisburg, 
you know about the Steelers. You got guys like Bradshaw, uh, Bradshaw, I, Mike Dawson. Hey, hey Chris, I, I heard there was legitimate bias in the Hall of Fame room for Steelers because most of them grew up, <laughs> grew up Steelers fans, yeah. So many guys that have gone and entered into the Hall of Fame. For you to put one guy who was a Jag, and I will honestly say that was uh, John Lynch, and and, a, and an above par guy in Rondé Barber, you know, great player. But man, for it to be this this continuous, you pushed a three time Super Bowl champion, all time leading tackler to the damn seniors list in the in the Hall of Fame in the Hall of Fame ballot. Yes. That's what they're doing with Darren Woodson. Yeah. You're, you're moving into the fucking senior valley. Like, like this guy did not revolutionize the cornerback free safety position. The Cowboys stayed in base most daggum weeks because you can move Woody to the damn slot. Yeah. It's I unheard mean, of of a guy who was a damn line, was a linebacker in college. You know, I wonder if there's a, a dude, 90s Cowboys bias, maybe. You know, because not, not many defenders. Oh, dude. Yeah. Mike, it took Mike a few times, I think, right? I mean, he didn't get in first, but it took him a, good, a couple of times. Right? Well, yeah, but, but Mike, but, 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 you know, Mike, Mike had a little Mike had a... <laughs> you know, he had a little offseason. That was a party, you know what I mean? Mike got some stuff, you know, he was doing. You know, you, know you can't show up in the courtroom with yeah. a full-length full coat. With the mink coat. You know what I'm saying? With, full of, with the mink coat and, 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 and the cocaine. And, you know, I mean, I'm just saying, it's a lace, you know what I'm saying? But like Mike say, keep, keep the same intensity. And so my my thing with with, with Woody, um, it's 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 mean spirited, and, and I'll get out your way. Here's here's I'm gonna let you know how biased it is. You got one of the greatest offensive line that was ever assembled in NFL history, and not one guy from that team is in the Hall of Fame. Not one. Yeah, that's not Eric Williams. Nate got Nate, six Pro Bowls and Super Bowls. That's crazy. Six, six, right, right, right. But but you throwing. Other guy, and I'm not, I'm not taking nothing away from Joe Thomas. Joe Thomas is amazing. Uh, Tony Vaselli, amazing. But for you to have, right, the greatest offensive line that we've seen, and not one of them there. Nobody was anchor. None of them guys was first round. Guys was all scrappy. Larry, Larry's Joe, the only Joe, one. Larry, Larry's the only one. Yeah, but but Larry's the only one. But Larry was on the back end. I'm talking about them first one. I'm yeah, the first great, one. Great yeah, the I'm Eric Williams, Stepnowski, Tuane, Gogan. Yeah, yeah. Gogan. Newton. Yeah, none of them. Yeah, yeah. That's fair, so, bro. I, hey, man, I, hey, listen, man. I would get heated when it comes to Hall of Fame time. Congratulations to Marcus. Wayne. Congratulations to all the guys in the base. On the Roy Butler was a guy. John Lynch was a guy. The only guy that's going there, Rondé Barr, was okay. The only guy that I said he should have went before there was Dawkins. Outside of that, all the rest of them dudes, man, they can't, man, they can't carry, they can't carry Woody's dad on sweaty hands out, man. I'm sorry, bro. Hey, I'm Chris, sorry. appreciate the passion, brother. Is, Great call. No problem, bro. We'll talk later, bro. Yes, sir. Somebody in the chat said, <laughs> you'll, like, you'll like this one. You'll like this one, Chris. Somebody said, you pinky man, bro. <laughs> Say something else. Oh, say something else. Say uh, something else. I knew. That's why I brought. That's why I brought set, brought set it off, Crystal. I knew he was gonna come on with some fire. Look, man. I, I, I let me just clear the air here. I will have a conversation about the actual quarterback. I'm 
I will listen to you. We had a whole show about wanting to replace him. Fine. Where the line gets crossed, man, is is where my one man said we gonna send them. We want to send the mafia. He was, you know, tongue in cheek, maybe, but he wants to do something, put pressure on him to leave. And then this guy comes in and diminish, diminishes his charitable work that was founded because of his mother, uh, you know, passed away, and then you know, obviously his brother and whatnot, and just the things he does off field, and then his, dealing with his money off field and things. That is where the line gets crossed for me. That has nothing to do with the on, on the field. And if you want to break down the on the field, we can have those conversations too. Uh, but but that's what that's what got me. I didn't think we'd get a call to hear that type of stuff that I have been seeing on, online. But we did. And that's why sometimes I hang up. I was like, no, no, because I don't get this opportunity often. People on the Internet, they hide behind these things and they don't really get a chance to be put on the spot. So I really want to hear overall thoughts and you saw the tune change a bit oh i think he's a great guy and things like okay all right cool didn't sound like it when you came on here <laughs> uh all right let's spin the wheel again see where we at it looks like i might have to take off i don't want to take off the kelsey thing let's 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 see if we can hit phone a friend digs and digs so the reason why I am I wanted to bring this up was because I didn't really I didn't want to bring it up, but why it, it came up was because yesterday RJ Ochoa on blogging the boys had an opportunity to sit down with Trayvon Diggs. And you don't normally I mean you normally get guys recruit when dudes are you know publicly on the trade block or free agents. But alright, there we go. Trayvon said, nah, man, that's my brother. I don't care what y'all got to say. Bring him here. This is what Trayvon Diggs said yesterday uh, about bringing his brother to the Cowboys. We need Cowboy Nation to go and help and tweet to get bro here. We need everyone to know. We need to put it on notice that we need your bro to Dallas. Okay, last thing. Um, just to be clear, you're, can you give that instruction? You're talking to Cowboys fans right now. You're telling them to tweet. Give them the instruction. Ready, set, go. Everybody tweet, let's get Steph on the Dallas. <laughs> So, I don't listen. I, I I don't know if that's he gonna get in trouble for that. I have no clue. But obviously, that's his brother. I hope they don't take it too seriously here. Uh, but look, they just signed him to an extension. I, I don't think that's really gonna happen. But we'll ask the question, Cowboys Nation: Would you attempt to trade for Stefan Diggs? And the reason why this is coming up is because he was pissed off at the end of the season uh, with Josh, like visibly upset with Josh Allen uh, and seemed to be frustrated. And look, if Trayvon is coming out here publicly talking about getting his brother to Dallas, maybe there's something behind the scenes going on as well. You don't normally see that. And I'm speculating. It's not good media. That's yellow journalism type situation. But I'm trying to connect the dots here. But would you try to trade for him? King Element said, yep. Gil said, if it's right, KD says he's not an owner, so it's not tampering. Probably right. DMV Cowboys. We already got it. We got a DMV fanatic. Okay. Posey says no. Second round pick and MG13. You know, that's interesting because the whole money situation, I wonder if if Gallup's contract will help with that. It's not the NBA, so it's not as easy as contract for contract. But uh, Michael Fletcher says, yeah. 
I'd give up a first, says King. Yes. So a lot of people are, are all on board with this one. Yes, yes, yes. Everybody's yes. I uh, want to look at the numbers. Buffalo would have to be all the way out. on Like, Diggs would have to be like, I'm not playing here again. I don't want to be here no more. I'm done with this organization. Like, he'd have to go ham because they they would suffer a, a massive cap hit right now. If they were to trade him before June 1st, they can't technically designate him a June 1st trade. I think it has to be closer to June 1st. Uh, actually, they can't. They can. They can say, yeah, we're going to trade now, but it, it doesn't go through till June, which makes no sense. Or they can wait till after June, trade him, divide the massive cap hit, which it is a big cap hit, over two years, and uh, they can do it that way. So not saying it's impossible. It's just extremely hard to do if Buffalo really wanted to keep him. Diggs would have to do something crazy to not want to do it. Showtime said give him a 26 in the third and get him. The price is too high. Uh, is the same outrage as why do we keep losing? The price is too high. Same. I'm not sure what that means, Trips. Um, interesting, says K. So Dak didn't lead the team when Zeke was obviously decreasing. Highly unlikely, says Reggie. Would love to do it. Just don't see how realistic it is. But I did find it interesting. His brother came out and was advocating for it right away. Let's get a couple more. We'll try to hit the 10 o'clock. Get Los in the building. Los, what's good, man? Good morning, Scott, man. Hey, I hope you're having a great morning. It's almost time for that big old game on Sunday, right? Yes, sir. Oh, uh, my, hey, my bad. I, I know I, I'm going to make my points quick, and I, I know you got to get out of here soon. So I know we're talking about that. Yes, we haven't gotten over the division around, but I feel we have always let him down with our scheme, building a team around him, etc. And like you said, a quarterback that plays for the Cowboys has to win in spite of Jerry Jones and how we run things around here. Right, Sky? I mean, that's that's how I feel. I'm not telling everybody else to feel that way, but 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 that's how I feel. I feel like not just the quarterback, but the players in general and the coaches as well, uh, nine times out of ten have to overcome the front office. And um, I just Correct. don't think that's a, a quality way to build an organization. And for the players, if it doesn't happen – you know, all hell is going to come down on y'all and the, the front office never going to lose their job. They're never going to receive the heat. And, you know, that's just that's just how it is for those who aren't really I don't want to use the term paying attention, but they're they're not focusing their ire at the right place, in my opinion. Put it that way. It, exactly. And we have had our chances over the years and it just comes to like, let's see if this team can play a high level of football come January to make a run, because. The Eagles, let's, I'm going to be honest, the Eagles are a well-built team, but they're not no, you know, high-caliber, scare. oh, you know, we can't beat your team. The Chiefs, they were, a, a, you know, a team that well, were never satisfied. Well, well, well listen, you know, listen, they, listen, hold on. Nobody is unbeatable. But let's not get it <laughs> twisted. The Philadelphia Eagles, when Jalen Hurts is playing quarterback, obviously Gardner Minshew is a different story, when their defense is healthy, when their team is healthy, not a soul, unless you just purely was hating, coming into the season said, man, that's not a team that's going to compete in the NFC. That's not one of the NFC favorites. That has to be false, man. That, like, that team is loaded. Absolutely loaded. Almost at every single position. So I get they're not, you know, a 17-0 and team, but they are without a shadow of a doubt one of, if not the most talented team 
in the National Football League. So I don't think this is a surprise to me, especially how things were playing out. I'll let you in on a little behind the scenes on the way home from the camp. Me and Vach often talk about it. Vach brings it up on the show. He, the reason why we got into a heated argument was because he was asking me about the Eagles and, and about the Cowboys. And he said, do I think the Cowboys are a Super Bowl team? I said, no. I said, they got a Super Bowl defense, but I don't trust the offense. They, got to, they have to show me during the season. And, he, and then I said, in all honesty, if Jalen Hurts takes a little step, the Eagles are a Super Bowl team. And it wasn't because I think the Eagles and Jalen Hurts is uh, Jalen Hurts is elite. It's because I looked at the talent of that team, and and we just needed the court. They just needed that quarterback, right, to to play a little bit better. And they did, and he did, and they're there. So, listen, if you surround your your players or your coaches with a talent like that, I expect them to be in the Super Bowl. That didn't happen for Dallas. I didn't expect them to be in the Super Bowl. So this ain't a surprise to me. Exactly. Exactly, Scott. And I'll leave you with this. I feel like every team that has made a run, I feel like they've made a run because they know who they are. And they aren't afraid to take a chance of success or losing it. And it seems like every other Texas team here in Dallas are either spending the bank, trading, adding talent, except the Cowboys. Like, I was just saying, I, I mean, take a, like, I'm a huge, uh, I love sports here in Texas, Scott. But, like, I mean, look what the Mavericks done. Look what the Texas Rangers, the stars. It seems like Every other franchise here in Texas is not afraid of success rather than Jerry Jones. So yeah. let's see if we can change that. See you, Scott. Let's see if we can change it. As Toxic would say, can't overcome that. I can't even be mad at you say that, Toxic. Can't be mad at you. Uh, let's get like two more and then we'll finish the wheel and be up out of here. Rick, what's goody? Hey, what's going on, Sky? What's going on, Cowboy Nate? What up, bro? Hello? <laughs> yeah, I got you. I'm laughing at Sully. He said Los was transforming. What up, man? Yeah, man. Yeah, that was kind of sad last night, man. People wasn't really giving Dak Prescott uh, his props for winning man of the year, man. That man that and, man don't been through a lot, man, yeah. over the years, man. The, the, and, I don't even care but, about them giving him props. It was what they it was the 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 things they were saying about him that I was like, wow. I mean, I'm not surprised because because there are some there's just bad people in this world, but I'm like, boy, what I really would love to know, like, what is your real issue with the person that you're saying these things about him uh, from receiving a man of the year award? <laughs> it was bad, bro. Yeah, man, because um, Dak, Dak is a stand-up dude. You can tell he's a stand-up dude. And for all the hate that he gets, it's undeserving. Like, he, don't, he doesn't deserve all that hate uh, just because he plays for America's team. Uh, he, he, he can't, he's not the one building these, building these teams. You know what I mean? It's like he's trying to do one thing, and sometimes the team is working against him. You know what I mean? They only try to help him when everybody starts getting loud in the room. Uh, and that needs to cut. That needs to stop. You know what I mean? We need to give him. If you want to really judge a person, man, give, give him all that he asks for, all that he needs. Uh-oh. Then judge him. You know what I mean? But that's not going to happen over here with the Cowboys. But um, my thing is, man, Might be me. salute to that, man, him and his peoples. Uh, uh, he's doing a great job as far as I'm on the far as I'm concerned. He's doing a great job. Hey, Rick, I'm going to let and you go. I wish that. I, 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 I hear you. Rick. I got you, but it's 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 breaking up. It might be me, y'all. It might not be y'all today. Um, not sure why is is breaking up like that. Um, my bad. Let me 
Let me do, we'll do one more on the wheel. One more on the wheel. Take another call or two, and then we'll we'll end it. I have no idea why it's, it's uh, the phones are acting like that. Here we go. We already did that. Don't we? Hey, we got a phone. The friend comes through. Last tick. Okay, so phone a friend means call one of my guys up. Let me see. Now I know Vach is still probably asleep, so we not even gonna do Vach. Let's see if we can get give a surprise here. Can y'all hear that? Yo, what's up? Law Nation in the building. Look, Law, I got you live. You are live right now on the show. I'm putting you on the spot. We, we played a little game today where we okay. spin the wheel and we got uh, uh, phone a friend that hit here. So did I catch you at a bad time? No, nah, uh, I'm chilling. You chilling? All right, man. How yeah, you doing? Yeah. Though? How you doing this morning? My little one got a Valentine's Day party. At two o'clock, so I'm getting ready for it. <laughs> All right, man. Listen, I don't look forward to those, <laughs> but uh, look, bro, I won't. I won't keep you too long because I did just surprise no. your ass. But uh, Hall of Fame. I want to get your opinion on on not having Darren Woodson in the Hall of Fame because you was around for those '90s. We we had Darren Woodson on the show. Did it Did it tick you off that Woody wasn't in the Hall of Fame as much as it ticked me off? Oh yeah, man. Uh, man, they shanking that man with the butter knife. Not a matter of fact, not with the butter knife, man. They got the whole machete. He's supposed to be in there, man. Yeah, yeah. When we had him on, we talked about it for a little bit, and he just continues to be humble. And uh, you know, when it happens, it happens. But you know what? I'm gonna be pissed off for him. I'm gonna be the dude that was uh, uh, representing Obama on Key and Pill. That's me. I'll be pissed off for you, Woody. <laughs> Hell yeah. I, I know that when the doors are closed, he's moving some furniture around because it's embarrassing to be out there and you see other people that you know for sure that you're better than and then they get elevated and right. be in the Hall of Fame in there. And you sitting there like, man, come on, man. Come on, man. They need to play that boosty. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me let me get a couple draft questions for you because I know you're in the draft lab right now. Who's your early on pet cat for the Dallas Cowboys? It could be any position. I'm not saying it's the guy that we have to draft, but kind of your favorite player for the Cowboys uh, uh, right now that you've been taking a look at early. It's mad early, but. Man, it it is early right now. I I do like the Joe Reporter Jr. kid. I think he cover every blade of grass. He may be a little handsy, but I look at it from the philosophy of what my guy Dan Quinn can do. And you need somebody with that dog nasty mentality. Why not? Right? You know, hey, we've been having issues with the uh, DB side. If you can get a Diggs, Joey Porter, Deron Bland as your three moving forward, we cook them with grace. Uh, shoot. Yes, indeed, man. I, I'm, I'm all the way looking at it like this, though. The Cowboys need to go all the way in and, and, and get a defensive tackle, maybe a De'Ron Payne. And this free agency, if he if he's released or put a trade offer in, I don't know how that would work. But we need a big boy down inside, and then we can start looking into this draft because I think that that would help out everything. Yep, that was my next question. Who who would be your your free agent uh, wish wish list? Who's on your free agent wish list? And we talked about this yesterday. Uh, Deron Payne uh-huh. was 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 number one up there. And uh, the other question was, 
Deron Payne, would you rather sign Deron Payne or trade for a DeAndre Hopkins type? Man, give me the big boy, man. Okay. I, I, think, I think that the deep – we got to have an elite side of one side, whether it's defense or offense. And I, I think that our defense – I'm looking back at, like, what the 49ers done did when they was in the playoffs and how they was able to win games, defense. And, that, and also I'm looking at the Eagles, the defense. As much as we look at the offensive side of the coin, I think the way – they moved on the on the offseason on the defensive side was just as valuable. So I, we get a big boy down inside. Last time we had 10-plus sacks in the middle was Jason Hatcher. So I think that that area right there is where we need. I mean, the, the Eagles, look, they're celebrated for having, you know, Sweat and, and right. Reddick. But when you got Javon Hargrave, Fletcher Cox, Milton Williams, Jordan Davis, you know, uh, uh, who's the cat they brought in? Ndamukong Sue, Linville. They have a legitimate one, two, and three, you know, unit on the interior, bro. It, so I'm with you. I would love to get an interior that can rival that so it can make life easier for your linebackers, make life easier for your defensive ends. And I said this yesterday, like, we really haven't had that type of consistent production since peak Jay Ratliff. We've been kind of just getting by with the Nick Haytons and and uh, the cat that was in Atlanta. And, and and now we're hoping that, you know, Osa can be kind of that next guy up. But I'm all for upgrading that position. Easy money. Man, man it, it'll make it look so much better. Because when I look at Hassan, yes, he had a lot of sacks. But I'm looking at the interior. Hargraves with, what, 11, 12 sacks. And then you had, they released Fletcher Cox. And then they brought him I back. I didn't even and bring had, up Hargrave. Damn. Yeah, that dude had and, and Cox had seven of them. So I'm looking at it like, how can we get that production so our outside guys can eat? And on top of that, if we can bring in a legitimate cornerback uh, like, uh, let's say, a Jalen Ramsey, or I, I would sell my spleen right now for Marshawn Lattimore. I don't know how the numbers would work out, but the the Saints are sixty million dollars under. Right. Let's see if we can John Lattimore in, into the building. You have Diggs on one side, Marshawn Lattimore on the other side. I wouldn't even worry about drafting the DB in the twenty sixth pick. Then, then then we can go back to look at maybe other interior looks like the offensive line because we're gonna need help at that spot too. Oh, man, listen, if the Cowboys end up landing Marshawn Lattimore, Ramsey, and keeping <laughs> Diggs, we having a party. Hey, Law, I, I appreciate you jumping in here in, in, in the spare of the moment just randomly and uh, giving us some good quality takes, man. You, you've been killing it as usual. You are everywhere, but if they don't know where to find you, let them know, please. Oh, man, man. Yeah, you guys, be sure before y'all look for me, man, hit that like, share this content for my guy over there. And uh, you can find me at Law Nation Sports on all platforms as, as well as Law, lawnationsports.com. I'm there, so just type that in. You'll see my face name or logo. Or beer. And remember, or beer. You're listening to nothing but the best. Let's go, baby. <laughs> it was only right that he ended that way. Appreciate you, Law. All right, bro. Salute. My guy. Man, I might have to do this phone a friend more often on this spin the wheel thing. That was cool, man. Um, listen, when you got a solid group of dudes, that's what happens. You know, last week. We got a chance to get foots on here. Then randomly, we hit up Okoye earlier this week, and then boom, Law Nation. Then you obviously got Vach Lombardi live every day, well, Monday through Thursday, 
uh, at 3 o'clock over on the volume where we kick it, man. Just a solid group of dudes and, and, and a solid, I don't call it solid, an elite community in the Dallas Cowboys, YouTube land, whatever you want to call it, social media, whatever. It's elite. It's right up there. Uh, and all you got to do is just type in Dallas Cowboys social media or Dallas Cowboys content. And you'll see all of us, man. We all up there. All right. Take our last break. Get a couple more calls. And then we're going to get up out of here. We'll say that phone a friend was brought to you by Boston Scientific. If you are one of more than 39 million men that suffer from ED, Boston Scientific has created edcure.org to help you find your best cure. To get started, head on over to edcure.org. Take a quiz, learn the severity or risk of ED. And if you have a condition, you'll find the content specifically for you. To find the best cure, head over to edcure.org. Brought to you by Boston Scientific. You're listening to A to Z Sports. Do it live! At some point, hoping to broadcast in front of the millions of Cowboys fans to bring you the real. But for now, strap up and here's your host, Skywalker Steel. I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Seeing what the super chat is doing. Maybe I get them out the way. Oh wow! All right. Okay, let's uh let's hit the super chats real quick. There's a handful of them. Appreciate you guys for donating to the cause, man. I appreciate that a whole lot. Uh, there's about five or so of them. Let's get to the super chats. Super chat. And then we'll come back to the phone lines and this thing. Uh, earlier on, Common Sense Lab. Salute to you. Said, I'm sorry, Sky, but some fans make a Super Bowl more important than life. <clears throat> mm. Super chat. Texas D903. Dropped five in the super chat. Romo didn't win anything. Get interventions on his current job that he doesn't even drink at. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The Romo stuff right now kind of crazy. <laughs> they come at Romo's top. They say he ain't studying and, and, you know, he ain't studying film. He's just kind of saying stuff, and he's acting more on emotion than he is uh, putting everything into his job. Yeah, that is uh, interesting what's going on with Tony. I don't know what, to be fair to the caller, I don't know what his take on Tony Romo is. Like, that's why I didn't even bring up his name. I know that's often linked. Dak, Tony, I don't know. You know, maybe that would tell us more. But um, hit me up, Twitter, Skywalker. Still, let me know. Showtime Sports Media, super chat. Appreciate you. Says Nasi Wavat said he hates other Cowboy fans. <laughs> you know, I think a lot of Cowboy fans un- understand that we have a certain sector of fans that annoy us, and every team does. But the Cowboys have more fans, in my opinion, than any team in the world. Right, so we. We see more of them. I'm guessing. I don't I don't follow Saints Twitter. I don't follow Bill's Twitter. But I feel like we see more of them. And then, obviously, you got ESPN, FS1, CB. You got all these outlets that play to that emotion, that play to those, to those fans, and, and it works for them, you know? Towboat. Super chat. Tobo Ty dropped five and said, I'm sick and tired of the Dak haters. 
They they make me want to get some boxing gloves and run up. Don't do that, man. Run it up. Who we gonna get that's better on and off the field? No one. So Tobo, don't don't do don't don't do that. And I'm I'm not trying to be a hypocrite. I often say, yeah, I almost got him fist to cuffs with Tony back in the day. But now I mean you know how passionate I can get when discussing. And a lot of the arguments were similar, right? Like, yo, like we it ain't just him, XYZ, even though he failed us in certain times as well. But I also looked around the league and would say, well, I'm looking at this team do this and this team do that and this team do that. Why ain't we? But nah, man, it's it's never that serious. Just like it's never that serious to say, F your charity. To say, F your personal life. I don't care about your girlfriend, which is crazy to bring up. F your money. Go win me a bowl. Go win me a bowl. Sir, who are you? <laughs> Is he your property? These are human. These are real people, man. Texas D dropped another one and said, Super chat. We're with law in the building. James Washington. And this Showtime dropped one, and I like this one. Super chat. Sign Yannick and Gakwe from the Colts and free agency. Um, I like it because I like the player. I don't know if that it, it would make 100% sense if they're going to go with um, DA and, and Sam and they draft a guy. But, man, I'd never be mad about adding a guy like Yannick and Gakwe. No, sir. Not at all. Not at all. Hell, Philly had, you know, defensive tackles galore and, and some edge rushers, and they still went out and got those guys. So, yeah, bring me all the pass rushers in the world. All right, let's get a couple more and get up out of here. Uh, I think 267 been on hold for a minute. My apologies. 267, what it is, what it do? Yo, what's up, Steele? How you doing? Oh, bro? this is Chris. What's good, Chris? I, I, it don't let me save numbers no more, so I never really know. It is what it is. What up, Chris? <laughs> yeah, I got you. Yo, I'm going to need you to send me that uh, Cochran uh, number. I've been in Florida for the past week, so. Oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? Some Florida. Que- you Florida, man. Yeah, now. some questionable decisions have been uh, made. Well, I, I'm, I'm going back to PA now, so back to reality, yeah. unfortunately. Um, yeah, man, that, that that one caller drove me up a wall. Like, does he not understand that not only does Doc Prescott inspire people with his charitable acts and stuff like that, but he also inspires people with his hard work as well? You know, like, that's part of the reason why he won that Walter Payton Man of the Year, in my personal opinion because of how inspiring of a person he is, but I don't know. That guy's a weird ass. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think, I think the, and again, I, I tried to have the conversation with him, but we were starting to get in circles. I think I would imagine most of the frustration is just with the failures of the organization over the last 28 years, and right now he's the quarterback that's been a part of that failure, and, and, and that's where a lot of the frustration rises. I just don't understand when you cross that line. It feels a little bit more than that to me. Like that's my takeaway. From well, that. I just, well, I just don't understand how like there's fans out there that talk about like, oh, well, Doc Prescott should take more money. Like talking less about his money. money, like they're like he should take less money, and then they get upset at him for doing advertising commercials. <laughs> Whoa, like, shit, right? <laughs> that's absolutely right. <laughs> well, like, if, so look, if, he, if look, he's they don't take less money. Right. Not only do they want him to take less money for for the job that he's doing at a good level. They also want him to stop doing commercials and put money in his pocket elsewhere. They just want this man to play for free, right? But when he was playing for free, the organization did absolutely nothing with the money. That's what I was trying to get to the dude, right? Like, 
Okay, boom. Dak Prescott plays on $1 million for the rest of the rest of his life. Are you un, are you under this assumption that Stephen Jones is now going to go spend that money and go get all these high-end free agents and make these quality trades? Because if that's the case, why the hell didn't he do it when he had Dak Prescott for four years on a cheap deal? Well, they were talking about that on ESPN. I forget who the guy was, but he was like, okay, you pay Dak Prescott less money. Uh, just because you give somebody who's bad with money more money, that doesn't mean they're going to spend it properly. Exactly. I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, he used to do a show with Mike Golick, and uh, they had uh, the one receiver who fills in. He's like the C-list guy or whatever. Um, you know, he, he the, the dude on the right, the receiver, I forget his name, he was falling for the same fodder that a lot of these fans and, and, and the big letter networks, they probably practiced that, right? Like, this is what you're going to say, yada, yada, yada. Uh, and it was just lazy because the dude just shut him down. He's like, yeah, you know, just because I give this organization more money doesn't mean they're going to use that money properly. Well, and then why is it only Dak Prescott that has to take less money? Why Come can't on. Kirk Cousins take less money? Why can't Kyler Murray take less money? Why can't all, why, why does it have to be Dak Prescott? It, it, it's, it's, I, I don't know. I don't understand. Listen, I'll leave it at this. That ain't the, that ain't the contract y'all should be pissed off about. It, it, I already said that. There's other ones on this team that are that that have that have hampered you more, in my opinion. But I digress. What else you got, Chris? Um, so talking about the uh, receivers, um, I know they're probably going to make a play for Odell Beckham Jr. How would you feel if they brought in a guy like DJ Chark along with Odell Beckham Jr. And then they draft a guy along with C.D. Lamb and the, you know, the hopeful uh, potential guys that we have. Do you think that's a solid enough receiving core going into next year? Uh, it's an unreliable one, but but there's there's a lot of potential in it, right? And I say unreliable because D.J. Shark is just always an injury. He's a hurt guy, right? So we got a hurt guy in 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 um, Gallup. You sign a hurt guy, and then you sign another hurt guy in in uh, Odell Beckham. So it, I, here's what I would say: they're making an attempt similar to the 2021 free agent class where they just threw a whole bunch of low-level money at a bunch of guys and said, let's see what sticks. Because I know how the Cowboys operate, I'm not going to be upset with that because I'm, I'm not expecting them to go out here and, and trade for a D-hop. Uh, but I also would have to put the excitement on ice because, I mean, these are guys who are unreliable. One dude doesn't have ACLs. The other dude always gets hurt. Uh, and then you obviously got a rookie, right? So... I don't even know that there's going to be a a, an, a a solution that everybody's going to be happy with from a wide receiver standpoint, but I feel like they got to try something, right, Chris? Oh, yeah, 100%. Because you can't go out there next year uh, with the same, the same lineup that we had this year. It's going to be the same result. Yeah. So, well, all right, Sky. Hey, appreciate you calling in, Chris. Yep, absolutely. I'll talk to you, bro. Yes, sir. I got to remember that number is, is yours, or that name is yours. Uh, Twan, what's up with you, man? And this is not Twan what's Wright. Good? This is the, the first Twan that used to come through. What's good, Twan? Yeah, this is OG Twan. OG Twan. First and foremost, uh, what, what was I going to talk about? Uh, I'm so glad Jalen Hurst did not win MVP because I was going to hear from my cousin if he did. But I knew he wasn't going to because, one, we still got the best QB in the division. We just don't have the best team in the division, and that showed this year. Because Philadelphia's goddamn freaking luck. Um, about that color, yeah, I, I don't get it, but, like, it's just, like, people really think that, like, these players are just controllable. Like, we live in it, like, we they just have to do whatever we want them to do just because we give them money, which is our, our by our own choice. 
Like, you got, we got to understand, like, these players got lives. They got their own opinions and what they want to do. And I'd be damned if I would be sit up here and talk shit about a person, one, that I don't even know, and two, that plays for a team that I like that honestly is doing top ten at his position, if we're really, really being honest. But I digress. You could have a problem with a QB, but when you start coming for the person's, like, character, that's where I just, like, my brother, what's wrong with you? That's yeah. just where I look at it. Yeah, you're completely blinded by your, your hatred that you question his character. Like, that is – even people that hate the quarterback, you know, on the field wouldn't question that. So what 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 really is it? I don't know. Maybe it's deeper. I don't know. Maybe it's the skin color. But I don't know. That's a whole other topic for another day. Um, my nigga Darryl Wilson definitely got stubbed. That we, like, we, like, come on, bro. How, how you going to sub my nigga Darren Wilson, bro? I'm young, and I know how good Darren was. That that should tell you something. This man was that that nice. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's sickening, man. It really is. All right, that's all I got, Sky. I just wanted to tap in and see how you was doing. Uh, once again, uh, congrats on all the work you're doing. Uh, you're at 20K now, I see. So keep going. I'm yeah, always going to be watching. You've been, if you was here before 1K, right? You might have been here before 100. I I've been remember. here since late night, late night hype days. Them days was funny. And then y'all, oh yeah, the I remember when you posted there was an interview. You was like, uh-huh. you was so excited to talk to that man. I'm a mama. Hey, my lady in the chat, she'd tell you, I if you could see how I was acting down there, I was trying to be cool when he called. I was pacing back and forth, like, oh yeah, yeah, man, of course, man. Hey, what are you? All cool. As soon as he hung up, I'm like, yo, I just talked to Darren Woodson. I called my brother. I called because <laughs> they know how I feel about Woody, man. It was just a real moment, man. But now. You know, I yeah. run into him at the star a couple times. I, it's, 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 it's cool now, but at the time, man, that was some. That was uh, that was one of them ones. The next time that will probably happen though would be if I if I see Mike Irv. Oh yeah, I, I love That's my guy. Irv is my guy. Yeah, my bad. As always, those guys salute, man. Peace. All right, bro. Appreciate you. Yep. That was a funny moment, man. Hell, even we even did the hype. James and Law, we got into a little group chat. Was like, yo, this is crazy. It was, it was the first big, 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 big interview we did, and then it kind of just was like a, an avalanche of, you know, players, former players, coaches, current players that that we were getting on, and then now is, you know, I hold myself to a higher standard for y'all to try to continue to do that. It didn't happen a lot this season because. The plate was pretty full this year, but um, we're going to try to figure these things out next year. Even over on the volume, we're going to try to get it with Vach Lombardi Live, too, because we got some 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 ends over there, too. So uh, we're going to continue to grow this thing for sure. Uh, all right, we'll finish them up. We'll get two more in here. We, we get uh, 214 and 850. 214, what it is, what it do? Hey, what's up, Sky? Good morning. How you doing? I'm good. Who's this? This is uh, Stargazer Sports in the chat, but you can just call me Star. <laughs> this is Star. So, so if I'm not mistaken, you're on Twitter too, right? Yeah, I'm on Twitter too. Okay, I've seen some of your your work or your your post on Twitter as well. You do some good stuff over there. Thank you, Sky. I appreciate that. I'm glad I finally get to call in. I never got to call in to your morning show because uh, I'm an attorney by trade, so I'm usually busy doing hearings and stuff. But uh, I'm glad that I get to call in and speak to you like Uh-oh. the other caller said i've been a huge fan of you since uh late night hype with you big game and uh law and just have Thank followed you. you and i try to tune in uh to i always go back and watch your morning show and then i try to tune in to you and watch on the volume uh at three yep uh but i'm really appreciative of you accepting my call but yeah i wanted to just talk about briefly about this whole 
Dak winning the Walter Payton Man of the Year and that previous caller. I just think that it's as I think it's super disheartening to know that we have a quarterback, regardless of what you think about his skills, because I know a lot of people, some people say he's average, some people say he's above average, some people think he's top five, whatever, you right. know, uh, top ten. Um, but to know that consistently, from Mike McCarthy to um, our superstar Trayvon Diggs, Michael Parsons, um, front office, everybody says, Dak is the first person in the building, and he's the last one out. On off season, in season, Dak is the hardest worker, as you said, in organization. Hell, he might be the, one of the hardest workers in the NFL. Period. So for the callers to come on and say those types of things about about Dak, he needs to get his head and say he needs to do Dak is a human being. He is not a robot. And I said that same thing with company. It's like, oh, he missed it. Like, they're going to miss throws, guys, because they're human beings. If we right. want a perfect quarterback, then I guess we should just start having robots play football so that we can just have perfection and precision at all costs. Like, these are players. These are human beings. But Dak Prescott, I believe Dak Prescott is a damn good player, and I think the only thing keeping him from saying people are saying he's elite is because he does not have a Super Bowl and he does not have that 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 playoff success that people want to see from him. But we also have to acknowledge with Dak Prescott that from 2019 to now, he's been in a system that has not been predicated to his strength. But yet we continue to see Dak Prescott get better and better every statistically. I know people say the eye test. I think even the eye test, though. I think I think even the eye test. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So so here's the thing. We obviously have to hold him uh, to a standard, right? Uh, that That's fair uh, fair enough. But what you're right. talking about is context. Yeah. Um, and to many, context does not matter. It does not matter how much context <laughs> you add to the equation. Um, it's it's it won't it won't alter their opinions, not necessarily change their mind. Right? I'm not even asking people to change their minds. Just kind of see it from that perspective. Mm-hmm. And maybe you have a better understanding, especially when you take a step back. Because the problem with us as Cowboy fans, we're often just so f- focused on our team. When you take a step back and you mm-hmm. look around, you'd be like, oh, well, damn. I mean, if this guy can go, if, if th- what are what these teams right. doing? What is that guy doing? What, <laughs> what is, what's going on here that we can't do it here when I know this is a good quarterback, right? And uh, I, I think you have right. a better perspective. You can always, you can absolutely hold him accountable as well as having uh, context and a perspective of what's happening around the league, and then also holding the the people that you should be be holding higher, the front office, to a higher standard. But that doesn't happen here because it's the easiest scapegoat is always going to be the quarterback, whether it's nine, whether it's four, yeah. whether it's whoever the hell was next. <laughs> That's always going to be the easiest scapegoat. It's always gonna be Context right. is too it's complicated for people. They don't care about that. Who's, <laughs> who's the guy under center? It's your fault. Yeah, it's it's always that Christmas fault. I don't know, and I believe a lot of the hate gets fueled from these three. I don't. I see clips and stuff like that, but I'm not waking up and watching, you know, first take or undisputed. I'm not doing that anymore. But I know there's people, people that do. When you have people like Bayless after Dex Dex's brother committed suicide, and then he invented, he started a faith fight finish. Um, which is an initiative to help suicide prevention for 
uh, youth, young adults, also helping colon cancer, and then also helping uh, uh, police community relations with, you know, uh, minorities. By helping that relationship be better. When you have people like Bella saying that Dak Prescott is weak and that he was weak to speak about oh, that's, mental health issues. That yeah, that that's what, that was um that was un, fueled, yeah. yeah. That's the type of stuff that fuels it. And I don't know because of course social media was not invented during Troy Evans' time and I think it was just like getting really started during Romo's time. So I don't know if people were sending death threats and all types of things to these types of quarterbacks, but we, sure. after Dak, Dak did an amazing first playoff game versus Tampa, and then, of course, we had that sinker in, uh, versus the 49ers. After that game, Pat Prescott literally had to delete his Twitter because people were sending death threats to him and his family. Like, I think it's – that's why I say it's not just about Dak's play. It's something else. And I get, okay, he has a star on his helmet, but – I, and I really think, yeah, it's fueled by these three and four net, uh, three four letter networks that just keep saying Dak sucks, Dak, you know, Shady McCoy, Dak's ass. You just keep right. getting. I mean, they're still talking about Dak's money to this day. <laughs> like they, people are still doing that. Yeah, and he was like the tenth highest uh, paid quarterback in the league, or something like that. And he he didn't even break twenty million on a yeah, cap. So just, when when people bring up his money, I call it lazy. It, it, it's it's extremely yeah, lazy. It's, it's super lazy, it's Scott, but I don't want to keep harping on that. I just congratulations to Dak. Dak's my guy, one of my favorite, if not my favorite player in the league, um, and I'm very happy that he got that award because we know he does a tremendous job on the field, but especially off the field. Uh, and then I'll, I'll just move to um, the Hall of Fame uh, awards. Very happy for um, DeMarcus Ware. I'm sad, too, about Woody. Uh, I definitely think that Woody deserved to be in there, and I believe he's been. He keeps being in the running, but they just keep snubbing, snubbing him. And yeah. I, I'm with the thought, like said off Chris, that it has to be some type of bias or something like that where they just don't want that many Cowboys players getting in the Hall of Fame, especially during that 90s. That's, I don't know what that's the one star. I don't know the. I'm wondering yeah. if it's a 90s bias. Because I said I didn't think it was yeah, a Cowboys bias because they put D. Ware in, but I wonder if there's a 90s bias. because It's a 90s bias. I don't yeah. know if it's against Jerry or I don't know what it is. But it's something weird about that because a player like Woody should have been in the Hall of Fame. A player like D. Ware should have been in the Hall of Fame. Um, so it's just really weird about that time. And just like Chris said, like Chris said not any of our linemen from the Great Wall is in the Hall of Fame like that? That doesn't really make sense. So it's just a lot of weird stuff going on there. Um, talking about, so I'll move to the next topic, talking about the players, um, the player awards. I agree with all of them. I do think Micah got snubbed, but I knew once Micah tailed off at the end and Bosa continued yep. to get sacked that they weren't going to give it to Micah. I was confused that Micah didn't get a single uh, first-place vote. But they gave one to Quentin Williams. Yeah, I be, forgot who else was on there. Like, I'm like, yeah, again, I would I love know. to be in a fly in the room. Like, I want to hear your reasoning to tell me that Quentin Williams, Quentin Williams? was a better player like, than Michael Parsons. Yeah, I don't know what. Like, I feel like Michael definitely got so, and maybe because Michael talks a lot. I don't know. Maybe the NFL doesn't like him. I don't know. But I think he definitely, definitely got snubbed. Um, and then just bringing up the Trayvon Diggs, 
I, of course, put up my Twitter, like, I would love to get Stephon Diggs. I would give up a first-round pick for Stephon Diggs, to be honest. I mean, people might call me crazy, but I would definitely Ooh. give that up. Them practices would be lit. Some, Do you hear me? Yeah, to get <laughs> – I would definitely get some – Now, I know, like, you are getting the contract, like, not going to happen. You know, Hey King, you or King, I'm sorry. Start. You breaking. You breaking up again. Um, I, man, this has been a fantastic, fantastic call. Uh, please do call again if you can. I understand you said you're an attorney, right? So the Cocker firm got some competition. Yeah. It seemed like, but um, look, <laughs> if you can call it again, please do. Um, and I don't want to butcher. Okay. I'm gonna try not to butcher your uh your your Twitter name. So do me a favor because I don't know if they're going to hear it over this. This it keeps chopping up. But drop your Twitter okay. handle if you want. If you want people to follow you on Twitter, drop your Twitter hand, handle in the chat. Okay, I will do that. Okay, thanks, you guys. No, thank. Yeah, thank you. And I don't know what is going on today. It's not y'all. Figure it out. It's it's the connection or something. So, uh, hopefully next week it's all good. But man, fantastic call by Star. Um, I felt like I might have talked to Star before, but that might have been a long time ago when I was back in PA. But uh, good stuff there. Um, I agree with a lot of what she was saying. For sure. Because of the situation with the phones, I'm going to go ahead and, and, and just leave it on that. Apologies. Um, I just don't know why it's messing up today, y'all. I really don't. Um, if there are any more, my bad. Call back in on Monday. I got you. I got you. Let's get into the chat and get up out of here. Did she drop? Her and even my see, I think something's going on with my because even my restream chat is not really working. Did she drop? Did she drop her stats in it or her, her Twitter handle in here? Oh man, Mr. Bernie, I, I I truly don't understand. Like, are you? I'm not going to derail the show, but are you just not? listening are you just not hearing are you what is your issue with this guy no one's calling him the second best quarterback in the league he's a top 10 quarterback that you can clearly get it done with but he clearly needs help and not just help from talent wise coaching wise and if that is a knock then so be it i don't give a damn it's the things i've been saying for years he's not a mahomes <laughs> he's not you, you you know i think it was the other day you were in the chat well, yeah, man, we, we better go get this guy because we need all the help we can get for that. Yeah, you, you do need help. You need help for all these dudes. <laughs> what is what is the issue with getting help for these guys? Then when they don't got help and they go out there and they fail, y'all getting mad at that guy. And no one says you got to stop having the help in one year. But like, you know what? We was good that year, but we're going to take the help away from you. Go out there and get a big guy. I don't understand. What, what is your, and then you come on here every single month. You wake up. You wake up that. Bro. What, what happened? You're killing me. Look, hit the like button if you enjoyed today's show. I do want to stick with this uh, Wheel of Fortune type of situation. I thought that was cool. And we're in the offseason, so Fridays we're not really preparing for the next uh, game. We're just talking Cowboys and talking whatever's going on that week. So we'll continue to do that, man. Uh, subscribe if you're new here. I know at this point in time, 
this is mostly the diehards because we're about to get into offseason talk. We're getting into to, uh, free agency, and it's not, not the season. A lot of casual fans, and there's no disrespect to casual fans. Like the, Most of sports fans are casual fans. They come around during the season because it's, it, it's easier. It's more easy to digest. This is where the diehards live, though. And if you enjoy that type of conversation, you'll find it here. You'll find it on Vasa Barty. You'll find it on A to Z Sports Primetime with Mo. Make sure y'all keep it locked each and every single day, Monday through Friday. With that said, let me get up out of here before we derail the show again. <laughs> appreciate y'all for coming through. Mods, appreciate y'all. Um, y'all also handled the situation well earlier, too. Not, not I know y'all saying I did. I don't know. I have to go back and listen. <laughs> I just I just try to be give him his voice, listen to what he had to say and rebut. I always try to do that as long as it doesn't cross a line. Um I ain't gonna act like I, I'm not emotional. I'm emotional as well. You know, I try to check that. And in fact, y'all help me out with that uh as as well. So I appreciate y'all. Y'all enjoy y'all weekend. Let's press this button and get up out of here, man. Y'all's the best today. Be safe out there. Don't let your Dak Prescott anger get you in trouble. Man, it's strange. It's the only word I can think of. Strange. We out of here. Peace. Love y'all. Oh yeah, go Chiefs! And the home of the Chiefs.